0: Is it wrong to use rap music in a vocabulary podcast? That's what we need to decide. You ready? Yes, ready? Yes, ready? Yes, ready? If you think about the bottom of the hierarchy is antipathy or you annoy me, all right, that's kind of where we're starting from. We're all irritated and annoyed with each other. You might find other people make you really hostile or angry. So the move is from antipathy to apathy. That would actually be a step forward. Hello and welcome to Nick's Snack for Neologisms episode 50, where we define and discuss the most amazing words in the English language. Last episode, we covered sanctimonious, mordant, and flinty. And in this episode, we're covering somnolent, antipathy, and deride. Before we start our new words, let's review our words from last episode. Our first word was sanctimonious, and here's your hint. We thought of a saint asking for money, a saint asking for money. So let's pick the word most closely related to sanctimonious. Inquisitive, insincere, Inclusive, important, or insidious. Inquisitive, insincere, inclusive, important, or insidious we would say insincere because someone who is sanctimonious is someone who thinks they are morally superior to another person or they are pretending to be religious or righteous when they aren't really so. Our next word was mordant and we thought of more dense and we thought of dentition or dentist. So how does this word relate to teeth? That's the question we have to answer. So pick the word most closely related to mordant. Soothing, Superficial, sharp, slim, or sneaky. Soothing, superficial, sharp, slim, or sneaky. We would say sharp because something mordant is biting, caustic. It's meanly sarcastic. And mordant relates to teeth because we remembered something with teeth is more likely to be Biting, more dent, more dentition, more dentist. Lastly, we had flinty, and we thought of flint and its rockiness. Pick the word most closely related to flinty. Fragile, fearless, familiar, faint, or firm. Fragile, fearless, familiar, faint, or firm. We would say firm because to be flinty is to be hard-headed and fixed in our ways, And unwavering in our position, we are hard and unmovable, just like the rock flint. All right, that's it for our review. Let's move on to our new words. Our first word is somnolent. What got me started on that line of thinking was a somnolent morning in northern Thailand in 1965. Later, when men who'd fought the great war returned, Dexter recognized in their fractured gazes and somnolent movements, something of what he'd first admired in Mr. Q's men. Opioids lead to decrease in breathing. The body doesn't breathe, and therefore these people become somnolent and ultimately uh, can die from this. Somnolent. S-O-M-N-O-L-E-N-T. Somnolent. S-O-M-N-O-L-E-N-T. It's an adjective, and it means sleepy or drowsy. He's confused. He's aggressive. He has slurred speech. And then he alternates that with just being somnolent. So this is one of those words often common to the medical community to describe sleepiness or drowsiness. We often hear of somnolence as a side effect of medication. For instance, if we take some Benadryl before bedtime, we are likely to feel somnolent. Or if we drink warm milk or meditate, we might induce somnolence. So we can remember this word's definition by thinking sleepy and somnolence both start with an S. They can have daytime fatigue and somnolence. They can have poor work productivity. And uh, besides this pain issue and fatigue, there is clearly evidence that shows that lack of sleep contributes to a lot of other health problems. Sleepy and somnolence both start with an S. All right, pick the word most closely related to somnolent. Impressive, important, insidious, incandescent, or inattentive. Impressive, important, insidious, incandescent, or inattentive. We would say inattentive because if we're asleep or sleepy, we probably aren't paying attention. Here's a harder one. Pick the word most closely related to somnolent. Ignorant, bewildered, incompetent, awake, or cunning. Ignorant, bewildered, incompetent, awake, or cunning. This one's a bit of a stretch, but I'd say ignorant because someone who is sleepy or somnolent isn't in a state of mind ready to acquire knowledge or may have difficulty recalling what they know. If it's been a month and you've consistently not had good sleep for a month and you're having somnolence and difficulty functioning, I would probably talk to my doctor about that. Little by little, he regained his senses. At first, for several minutes, he was floating in a sort of half-somnolent reverie. Tubman had received a head injury as a child, and she was said to have suffered from frequent fits of somnolence or sleeping spells as a result for the rest of her life. Alright, that's the word somnolent, and it means sleepy, and we remembered sleepy and somnolent both start with an S. Let's move on to our next word, which is antipathy. antipathy, A-N-T-I-P-A-T-H-Y. Antipathy, A-N-T-I-P-A-T-H-Y. And if you're like me, you probably want to say antipathy, but I promise you it's pronounced antipathy. It's a noun and it means a deep-seated feeling of dislike or aversion hatred so hostility animosity hatred these are all closely related words to antipathy and if we have antipathy towards something then we are antipathetic that's the adjective antipathetic an antipathy for what an antipathy i would suggest for life this person hates Life. The way we can remember this word is by looking at it and thinking anti path, as in not on the same path as someone else or something else, anti path. And so we don't like it. We've changed paths. Our paths have veered. We are antipathetic, antipathetic towards it, antipathetic towards it. There is also the word root path and antipathy, and path relates to feeling, like the words empathy. Pathy, empathy, or sympathy, sympathy, or apathy. So we can see how antipathy or anti-feeling could easily mean hostility or hatred, antipathy, anti-path. Alright, pick the word most closely related to antipathy. Opposite, odd, obscene, obsolete, or omniscient. Opposite, odd, obscene, obsolete, or omniscient. We would say opposite because to be antipathetic towards something is to oppose it, to be opposite of it. This particular administration's antipathy and false accusations against journalism are unprecedented, and they are dangerous. Here's a harder one, and buried in these five words is also an antonym. So I want you to pick the word most closely related to antipathy, and also the word meaning the opposite of antipathy. You ready? Here they are. Cumbersome conflict, tenuous, married, unfair. So, we want the synonym and the antonym. Cumbersome, conflict, tenuous, married, unfair. We would say conflict is most closely related to antipathy because those antipathetic to one another are often in conflict, and married was the antonym of antipathy because we know those who are antipathetic are hopefully not married because marriage suggests common values and love, and antipathy does not. There is in the heart of every sinner, naturally, antipathy toward the Word of God. But you can't come in there and create a big dam project that puts money in somebody's pocket and then you displace all the people in the village and all you do is create anger and antipathy towards the United States. And this in turn led to a constitutional antipathy and a deep-seated societal prejudice against the army which lasted throughout the 18th century. All right, that's the word antipathy, and it means a deep-seated feeling of dislike, and we thought of anti-path as our mnemonic being on a different path than someone else and therefore not liking them. Let's move on to our last word, which is deride. It doesn't help when people deride cooking for being kind of throwback behavior in women, because of course you've got to you've got to investigate why it's all right to denigrate any activity which has been traditionally associated with female behavior. And they derided him. The word deride literally means nose. They nosed him. You know what it means? They looked down their noses at him they scoffed him they arrogantly dismissed him with scoffing and derision you have all these lobbyists who will deride solar wind geothermal waste to energy as being not as economical and how horrible it is that they're getting these terrible tax subsidies while we are operating in a free market providing an economical source it's the biggest little bull I ever heard. Ride. Deride. D E R I D E. Deride. D E R I D. It's a verb and it means to laugh at in scorn or contempt, scoff or jeer at mock because of all the doomsday movies and science fiction movies that portray the end of the world cynics will ridicule and deride these scenarios to laugh at and scorn or contempt scoff or jeer at mock so if we are taunting someone or making fun of them and we're doing it with malice with some ill intent behind our jokes they would be considered the recipient of our derision Derision is very mean-spirited and so I like to think of derision as a combination of mockery and malice. Here's a good example of derision. Written by a nice reporter. Now the poor guy, you got to see this guy. Oh, uh, I don't know what I said. Ah, uh, I don't remember. He's going like, I don't remember. I Oh, maybe that's what I said. So that is Donald Trump deriding a news reporter. Here are two ways we can remember the word derision. We can think of deride as someone who isn't able to ride a bicycle and so their friends make fun of them. Or we can think of deride as riding a horse upside down, causing everyone to laugh at us. Deride. So we'll see the word deride and think about writing something inappropriately while people laugh at us. Deride. All right, pick the word most closely related to derision. Belligerent, belittle, bumpy, bloody, or besmirch. Belligerent, belittle, bumpy, bloody, or besmirch. We would say belittle because those who are derisive towards another person often make that person feel very small. Here's a harder one. Pick the antonym and also the word most closely related to deride. So we want an anonym and a synonym. Here they are. You ready? Uplift, render, waste, alienate, exploit. Uplift, render, waste, alienate, exploit. Our antonym was uplift, right? That's opposite of deride. And the word most closely related to deride was alienate, because when we deride someone, they often can feel alienated. And they're also afraid of it. They, they when, And they tend to deride what they don't understand. A lot of academics and even historians deride it because they think it's just too light on the subject. Women's liber was used as a term of derision. Feminist is now used as a term of derision. There's no safe word to use to describe um, this human rights movement, which is for the half of the population that are born, women and girls. All right, that's the word deride, and it means to maliciously mock someone, and we thought of writing things inappropriately while people laughed at us. Let's do a quick review of our three words. Our first word was somnolent, and we remembered it had a one-word definition that started with an S. Do you remember its definition? Somnolent means sleepy. Then we had antipathy, and we thought of taking a different path, anti-path. Antipathy, do you remember its definition? It means hatred or animosity or a profound dislike of something. And lastly, we had deride, and we thought about writing things inappropriately. Do you remember the definition of deride? It means maliciously mocking or laughing at someone. All right. Well, that wraps it up for Nick Snack for Neologisms episode 50. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I want to give a quick shout out to M. Folks on iTunes for leaving me a review. This listener said, this podcast is incredibly fun, upbeat, and engaging, which is not how I thought I'd describe a vocabulary podcast. And yet, here we are. Love it. Thanks so much for your review, M-Folks. It makes me feel really good inside, and I'm glad you were finding the episodes engaging. One of my concerns about making a vocab podcast was that it was going to be super boring. So I'm glad to see you are enjoying it. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you listened to my last episode, you might remember my humble request. I asked you to submit a review on iTunes, which four of my listeners did, and I'm very thankful for that. However, my goal is to reach 1,000 reviews on iTunes and I'm currently at about 125-ish. So if I only get four, four reviews each episode, I'll have to do about 220 more episodes to reach my goal. And I'm not sure if I have that amount of dedication. Plus... There's the whole whim of life, and we never know exactly where we're going or what exactly we'll be doing. So if you're still listening, which I think you are, I think you're probably still listening, please consider heading over to iTunes, leaving me a review. You can say something like, Hey, Nick. You're now one review closer to your goal, or you could say something like, my favorite word is chimerical, or you could say, Nick, how's your epistemology going these days? Love your podcast, or something along those lines. Or, you know what, maybe you're in, maybe you're in a spirit of malice right now, and you want to leave a derisive comment. All right, go ahead and, and do something a little more antipathetic. All right, thanks so much for your help, and I'll see you on episode 51. Bye-bye. It's funny because I actually have a strong um, antipathy to a condition of hope. I find hope one of the most abject um, <laughs> states of desperation. Thank you so much for that question. I know. <laughs> Tomorrow it will be better, or if I could just get somewhere else, it would be better. I actually find it very important to be right exactly where you are in the moment. Guess we're gonna start. Everything sounds normal to me. Get my, get my burp out of the way. Always important to get your burp out of the way before you uh, plan on recording.